hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies Hello guys welcome to the new episode of Everyday Talkies today it's an honor and I'm a bit nervous because I'm hosting one of my former teachers Lajwanti ma'am hello welcome to the podcast hello anshul how are you i'm doing good so for people who don't know Lajwanti ma'am that is obvious so she used to teach me psychology in fifth semester if i'm not wrong and it's very weird studying psychology in a bca course something which i had not realized but i think it was one of the most fun semester it was something which i got to know a lot about and that is why i wanted to start a new series and who better to start it with you who has been teaching me this from the very first day and tell this to the wider audience about what psychology is and how do you come into this field so yeah before we jump into all of that i would ask you this that when we are kids right usually we have these big dreams that we want to be a teacher or a engineer doctor or something which is not too much common now or an astronaut that was something for me but obviously things don't pan out that way so i just want to know about your journey into this field okay uh, anshul uh, to begin with yes i think that's a fantastic question because i had a very you know interesting journey uh, and i would really like to share it especially to the non science background students So here it is. I mean, as usual, I come from a business background, and you know, my family wanted me to get into commerce, and I did. So I did my schooling in Church Park in Madras, and it's a convent. Uh, it's the school from where my chief minister has also come out with uh, Jayalalitha, ma'am. So having done that, I did my commerce with advanced English in my higher secondary, which is eleventh and twelfth. and after that i went on to uh, again as usual i applied to all the colleges for bcom but since i had not done commerce with maths so it was a challenge to get in there and uh, i had also um, you know a lot of other opportunities i did get interview calls from uh, for economics and uh, literature but uh, i didn't take a fancy for those uh, subjects you know i wanted bcom for no for no direction nothing but just because my family wanted me to do it i wanted to uh, do bcom but then there was a time when uh, i didn't get a call for bcom from anywhere none of the colleges and um, you know finally i kind of uh, did get in you know if i had to say on a just on luck basis because i knew somebody who was the head of the department of psychology in the college where i graduated from even she was like you know Uh, was really a little uh, edgy when I used to tell her I want to do psychology. She said, "What do you know about psychology? Why do you want to do this? You're from a commerce background." And uh, I said, "Yes, but I've heard a little about this from my friends, and I want to pursue this." You know, so she literally dodged me, thinking I would give up, uh, but I didn't. And I kept going to college, meeting her, and anyways, after a lot of all of uh, you know persuasion and stuff like that and perseverance, she literally pulled up a chair and she said, "Okay, here you go." and she was so sure that i would drop out so that was like the most weirdest part but i kind of took it as a challenge yes my first semester was very difficult because it had a lot of uh, one paper which was very biologically related which required a science ground then it was called physiological um, psychology so now it is evolved and it has been called with different names but uh, i did struggle with that but beyond that it was a fantastic journey and i was like wow what did i get myself into <laughs> and in the first uh, semester itself i got the highest mark in uh, one of my subject and the teachers were all shocked it gave me a lot of uh, boost and a lot of uh, encouragement to pursue it and i found it very interesting and the subject that i talked was developmental which is now called lifespan development yeah so that was a little about my journey and how i bumped into psychology and 
uh, to follow it up i turned out to be uh, the state rank holder at the graduation level awesome and then i pursued my post graduation in the same college with a major in counseling uh because then there were not too many uh specializations and only few colleges were uh, you know kind of offering them uh, i actually had an affinity for uh, criminal psychology yeah but i landed up doing counseling which i again didn't mind and it was very very interesting and again i won the proficiency prize at the post graduation level i was first in college and second in the state as well so that was how my journey was into psychology and when i moved into my masters i thought uh, this is a, a subject which i think should be included in the schools itself which over the point of time it did because for me i think it is important to know myself before i kind of understand others so that was how i really uh, got glued to psychology so that's a little about my journey for me no but this is really interesting okay i have so many questions to ask you now so okay starting from somebody where people are saying that you wanted to be com because from a business background right and then you switched into this now this is something which i think 90% or even me i can relate to this right because that is something which usually happens with most of the family but why switch to psychology you said that okay you didn't get bcom colleges but then the most obvious choice you know for a normal human being becomes that bcom nahi hai to theek hai you know i'll do some bsc or maths nahi hai so i'll do bba right or these things which are close to that area so why psychology why a total diversion because there was no i think common intersection between them yeah uh, so true anshul because i think um, the only reason was because i knew some of my friends and their sisters had done that particular course in psychology and they thought it's a it's a easy one and if you can cope with it more than easy and i did get a call as i mentioned uh, you know from economics and literature but i found economics and accountancy too dry and boring so i know if i if i take it up as you rightly said it's from the same stream so those were the near options that anybody would do after bcom but then i really didn't find myself uh, you know doing something like that so you know i said okay let me give this a try and you know i just took a huge risk yeah but that's awesome you know because these risks ultimately panned out your career right and this one more thing which probably you can give me more insight here because whenever i talk to somebody and they talk about their interest or their career choice they double down on that when they get a nice score on it so there is a external validation or a quantitative metric to it that okay you're good at it so you can now pursue it so was it a driving factor in your decision or you know you were generally interested in the field and whatever might have happened you would have eventually continued it even even if you were not a topper yeah i think that's a very interesting question and is really pondering on why i actually did it yes i think uh, it it lies in a combination of both because honestly speaking um, you know if i'm going to feel a little over bad to share this but i was not, i was just an average student in school as well so you know suddenly topping the class and you know getting a lot of attention things like that you know so yes that was one of the driving uh, reasons as to why i wanted to do it but as the years and the semesters rolled on i i did develop a, a genuine interest in the subject and that's why i kind of pursued doing my masters if i wouldn't have i would have maybe switched on to something else got married settled down lot of other options were there but you know i really did uh, after the second or the third semester it really started sinking in you know and uh, and then i also realized how as you are also reading on uh, evolution and things like that how we keep non-stop exploring ourselves and evolving so even i kind of bumped into those part of myself which i didn't know so even my specialization for that matter we will come to it as we move on in the discussion is i am a counseling psychologist but today you know i did specialize then in counseling psychology 
but today i'm more of an organizational psychologist so it has uh, kind of moved a little bit it's i think it's the you know the whole journey of exploring to evolution i just had my graduation uh, from uh, iim kurikode but i completed my mba so you know i'm tilting towards management now but uh, yes psychology is uh, you know the intersection that you're talking about so i'm kind of uh, it's kind of dealing with organizational behavior of course it's still behavior human behavior but uh, it's organizational behavior in human resources and i also did uh, kind of a specialization in strategy as well so i'm looking at the am- an amalgamation of all these factors put together and as you rightly said about yourself also when you were doing your bca and you said okay what is psychology doing here and why should we do it uh, so the reason is um, you know no matter uh we have we are in this generation now of ai you know so much of it happening and the threat of it but if i really have to put it this way at the end of the day even if ai gives you a lot of data but it's humans who are going to be taking the decisions the point being here is that we are invariably uh dealing with humans at the end of the day so psychology is definitely primarily to every individual and also to every discipline and that's how you know you know we kind of it's a multidisciplinary thing so yeah that's what uh, it is true so we'll jump into psychology in a bit but there are a few things which i wanted to explore a bit more about your life obviously you did your masters right and then you completed your mba now i also uh, see that you're doing your phd and you're a visiting faculty in christ as well so how did the journey transition from you know a practicing counseling psychologist or a organizational psychologist to a teacher okay uh, so the thing is you know i was not practicing counseling so much uh, apart from you know a few things uh, i think a few students personally which i uh, who i counseled at christ when uh, i was there and things like that uh, yes so um, the journey has been good and um, you know the tilt towards organizational behavior was only because um, I did have a stint of working with the corporates as well because I was uh, heading a team with the city group before I kind of moved into teaching so as you rightly said uh, why I kind of pondered this into uh, as a career was I did join the rat race of the corporates and I was there for a bit so I've been there done that it had a lot of money but there was a lacuna of sorts which I wanted to fill in you know and and then I realized that uh, you know teaching was more of a calling for me you know so i really enjoy doing it it's more of a passion it's more of a hobby for me because uh, even now currently you know i'm doing uh, various other things at a personal level of course uh, professionally i'm kind of doing one so that's how i kind of moved into te- teaching because i think somewhere if i look deep within i i do recall i don't know which teacher it is but i do have those uh, memories of you know my teacher writing on the board and her glass bangles would bang and uh, make those clean sounds and something about a teacher and and i think this whole process of being uh, you know wanting to uh, be an ever learning person is what wanted me uh, to be a teacher because i think when you're teaching people usually think that we are teaching but we are actually learning each time we teach you know the kind of interactions that we have with the students it reassures our concepts it gives us the new perspectives uh, dealing with the uh, new uh, you know the uh, new uh, students who are coming in because they have such fresh perspectives they are bubbling with creativity and energy and it gives us ideas for research and then we involve them and new ideas to come up with new courses for the students as well you know because now we are also working on uh, an integrated doctorate program in india at least which is not too many colleges have it i think apart from uh, the indian institute of science bangalore so you know there are a lot of ideas that are coming in and uh, thanks to the students that bring it in yeah 
so that's my tilt towards teaching no i can absolutely relate to this because recently one of my classmates he did bca with while we joined the rat race of uh, joining the corporate environment uh, he said wait let me do my masters and he did his did his masters and then after that he said that my passion lies towards powerlifting Okay. And by the side, but that was his let's say your his evening job, but his day job. He said, you know, I want to teach. I want to be, as you mentioned it, uh, teaching is rewarding in itself, and it's an ever learning process. So he said, you know, why don't I do that? And now he joined National, I think in Jayanagar, one of the colleges, and he's a professor there in data science. So I can absolutely understand somebody from my peer. So I can relate that how uh, you must have gone through. One probably last thing, at least to your career wise, is usually people of our generation, or I don't want to generalize things, but from what I've seen in my close vicinity, or even with uh, talking to my relatives, they don't want. everlasting studies they want that okay do you have a bachelor's and probably masters is important right now because now bachelor's is not mean have the things in india right now so you do your masters and then done you do either mba or one of the mss and then you join the corporate race or you start something of your own and you have your further like you did your bachelor's then you did your masters you masters in counseling psychology then you did your mba then you pursuing phd so that's a huge learning experience and to be really honest it was something which i am also aiming towards <laughs> let's see how will that pan out but how do you advise people like myself and others in our generation who want to pursue studies and simultaneously make them self financially independent as well because we can't ignore the aspects of money you have to make sure make sure that you're financially independent but obviously you can, you don't have to leave learning in the way Yeah okay so that's again a very relevant question as we rightly said you know because nowadays people want to you know uh, work and study and make sure that they don't lose out on a lot of time and not invest you know doing only one thing at a time and stuff like that although i am not too much um, of an advocate of multitasking because i think it definitely affects the cognition at some point in time but uh, to answer your question is i think this is a um, uh, it's a model that a lot of universities are following these days uh, so my uh, suggestion would be is you know after you do your bachelor's you could take a break of course this is just a suggestion i mean it could uh, be taken by few and a few of you can lay low if you don't resonate with it but uh, yes uh, the ideal thing to do at least nowadays is to do your graduation take a break you know work for a couple of years and then go back to do your masters okay so that's one of the most happening models and happening meaning it's not always it's not that you do it because it's a trend but uh, because i think there's a the logic behind it is you kind of uh, gather the external practical experience of working and you have all your uh, perspectives doubts and then you want to back it with a little more theory with specialization so that interesting blend is what is possible these days which i think you're really lucky to have and uh, even my uh, masters of uh, business administration my mba that i did uh, was a, uh, it was an epgp which is like an executive post graduation uh, so i was working and simultaneously doing that so what they ask for the prerequisite for this kind of an education is to some places have to some places require 3 years of experience to do both simultaneously so you can study and you can work and you can study as well so it's not very demanding and uh, it's not like any of those universities that give you any recordings or anything like that it's a it's a typical uh, you know interactive learning program where you see the professor online and he's talking to you live so it's not that it's a recorded session okay so you don't lose out on much and i think with the new normal now and everything being online i think it's the best time to do it so i think uh, that's what i would suggest for the current generation you know take a break have a look at the practical world feel good by earning some money as well so you get a feel and you kind of have a i think uh, there is more clarity in the mind as to what exactly you want to do and where you want to park that money or uh, you know also take an educational loan that's another thing that you have 
up your sleeve you know it doesn't matter where uh, which kind of background you come from the strata is talking about you have educational loans so you i think uh, there's no stopping if you just have the will power to do it nowadays is all i would say true and maybe one last thing i'm asking lots of one last things but since you have studied in an online world and as well as now teaching in an online world so how was that change especially in a field like psychology where there's lot of personal interaction required at some level i guess yeah anshul actually um, i think it's so fantastic to be a student as well you know especially when you're kind of learning something that you uh, you know with lot of clarity you have chosen those electives and you know you kind of keep your career in mind and you do it so there's so much of clarity that comes in and when you do it um, so from a student point of view being online is challenging i think it's uh, extremely challenging for both the teacher and the student role because as i mentioned although we are in the generation of ai but still uh, that human factor is something that can't be replaced so that's where the scope of psychology again lies you know wherein uh, there's body language there's non verbal communication there is so much that goes into uh, teaching and stuff like that you know now we have all screens black no even if we ask them to switch on the cameras they don't because somebody is you know uh, you know laying down somebody is doing anything you can't uh, you know really disconnect yourself i would like to put it this way is it's important to have an environment that facilitates what you want to do or what you intend doing and that's what the classroom does or even for that matter if i give you another example is why do we go to a place of worship because it builds atmosphere and the environment around you there are different perspectives of students about their teachers the kind of teachers that they have but still they appreciate it at the end of the day now being online you know they say it's good to have the classroom and uh, friends to you even irrespective of whether you're listening or not it's important to have that environment to facilitate that learning so i think that is both missing from the teacher perspective and the student perspective from this online thing the good thing about it is we are not wasting time and uh, it's also like you know a broader reach lesser infrastructure lesser number of teachers as well so it has positives and negatives as well and uh, me being an eternal optimist i always look at the positive so i think it's fantastic experience being a student and a teacher even if it is online having said that nothing can replace the human touch the human for sure for sure i can absolutely 100% attest to that especially even in the working world as well as when i'm studying and absolutely understand that now you know deviating a bit from your career i'm quite interested i think people might be interested as well to understand what are the interests that you have so apart from teaching obviously that uh, occupies most of your time and you studying as well what are the interests that occupy you know especially in the world where we have lockdown and even in the past time i am extremely passionate about cooking so that is something that uh, you know i really uh, innovate and create with i i think i'm fairly good at it as well that's what people tell me so uh, yes uh, that is one thing that i'm really passionate about and a new found love is uh, plants so i i really really talk to them in the morning you know i i kind of water them i think it's fantastic to have you know these uh, uh, the living creatures around you and stuff like that so planting uh, gardening that is and cooking is something that i'm uh, is always uh, been with me if i have to kind of talk more about the pandemic and the you know online things i look at it as an opportunity to refresh life itself wherein i'm i'm kind of uh, developing new interests and uh, the thing that i do is trying to upscale some of my skills so i am uh, enrolling in a lot of courses depending on my availability of time to upscale you know and suddenly there's so much 
to do but uh, yeah i think it's important not to get lost in those options and to be really focused on what you want to do but that is something that i'm doing right now upscaling my skills yeah cooking is something that i really like and i spend time with children uh, my niece and nephew i really like uh, spending because at some point in my career i've also been with a play school and i was a head teacher and the principal of daycare as well so i love spending time with children because i think they are young scientists and we learn a lot from them so just observing them spending time with them the innocence that they have also makes me feel younger with them yes nice i can at least agree to the whole planting but because i think there's a cultural revolution happening in bangalore because everyone whom talking from bangalore they saying that they've started planting and they've grown gardens and gardens in their balconies and i think it resonates because you as you correctly mentioned right that it gives you a nice pastime you're bringing nature to yourself because obviously you can't go out and it's always good to have more plants right you have to save our earth someday now i guess for all our audience however small that is is listening to us they have known you now so jumping quite a bit to understanding what psychology is because i think that was my primary motive to bring this field in the more front front to a more orthodox audience i would say or unaware audience let's not say orthodox or unaware audience i think that is the more because in our circle we always are hearing constantly of engineers doctors and all of that right and people don't really talk about mental health that much or studying psychology for that matter so let's jump into this directly and ask you this what exactly is psychology and who should pursue psychology Wait, wait. I understand that you're waiting to hear this answer, but I'll have to take a pause here and tell you to go relax because this episode ends here, and we'll know the answers to these questions and you know learn about in depth what psychology is and jargons around that and specializations around that. The next episode with Lajwanti Ma'am. Till then, stay tuned and watch out for the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode. Till then. live long and prosper